Riders Meeting is brought to you by Yamaha. Rev your heart and join the blue crew today. By Method Race Wheels, bringing you the strongest, fastest, lightest wheels in off-road racing. By Troy Lee Designs, where style and safety meet. Also presented by SKDA. Dunlop. Pro Circuit. Seat Concepts. Specialized Bicycles. Nihilo Concepts. Pro-X Racing Parts. Motul Oil. Race Tech. Stasic Stability Cycles and Flow Vision Goggles. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Riders Meeting this week. I'm your host, David Pingree. I'm joined by Rick Johnson, multi-time national Supercross champ. Thanks for coming in, bud. Always a pleasure. Got to watch the race. I didn't get to watch it last night live, but I watched it this morning. So much to talk about. Lots to talk about. <laughs> we're going we're to have to speak quickly during this show because yeah. so much went down. Um, and it started It started to look like it was going to be an Eli Tomac runaway uh, as we've as the season has progressed. Coming into Tampa, if you weren't betting on Eli to win, it was not safe money. And something weird happened down there. We're going to break that down. He did not look like himself all day. We had all kinds of other drama. The the real Cooper Webb, or the old Cooper Webb, I guess yeah. you could say, emerged. Uh, and Sexton's struggles continue. We'll, we'll talk about that. And the 250 class, wow, what a finish with Jet Lawrence and Nate Thrasher. I, I, we'll get into yes. it, but man, uh, if you weren't off standing on your feet at the end of that, you don't really love Supercross because it was fun to watch. Uh, let's start with that class. Um, man, lot, so much to, to unpack. <laughs> the weather was a factor early. Yes. And every, I'm watching going, okay, how much is it raining? I'm, I'm watching those shiny parts on the track. Yep. Trying to and I think all the riders were too, trying to test out where the traction was because it, it would get slick and then tack up and, and the guys are hunting for traction. Um, and it ended up not being a huge factor, a factor, mm -hmm. but it didn't, didn't ever turn into a mud bog. Well, it didn't, it didn't turn into a mud bog because the dirt was very dark and very hard. And so it didn't get rutted up. It didn't get beat up, but it got very, that snot on top. Yeah. And then that's what you can't see is that because of that dark brown dirt, it's, it looks consistent. But we saw the riders, we, we saw a lot of guys losing their front wheel and going down. <clears throat> but I think the big factor was the sand. And mm -hmm. I, I, in my opinion. Did you like it? I loved it. Yeah. I love the sand. It, it's wicked because jumping that far into it with those deep ruts, because the ruts are about a, a foot deep. And so if you you cannot stay fixated, you know, Jeffrey Hurlings would have flown through that. Oh, I mean, I, I would love to have seen that. But um, jumping in there, but the turn is what was getting them. And I feel that they were riding the turns the same way. So there was a lot of inconsistencies of the dirt and the, and the riding styles because it wasn't real tacky to so where you could get far forward. So you kind of had to be centered. Then it seems like they were attacking the sand corner the same way and digging the front wheel and going down. And that's difficult, a difficult <clears throat> transition to make over and over and over yes. where you're riding with this supercross kind of technique. It's great traction. Yep. Typically, you're, you're a little bit further forward on the bike. And all of a sudden, you come out of a corner, everything goes white, and you've got to now ride like you're at Southwick. Or it's actually much deeper than Southwick. That was beach sand yeah. that just had no bottom, right? And um, again, I loved it. But you watch those guys. Jordan Smith, it, it ruined his night. Yeah. Stuff the front. I mean, how many? What do we see? Four or five guys that yes. happened to, and and even if they came in and and it seemed they didn't stuff the front end, but they just got too deep into it, they would come to a stop. And I remember riding in sand that was deep like this. I'm sure you do too. Where the tire that they have, because it's it's more of a hard packed tire, it feels like you're. It's a. It feels like you have a slick on. You're just not going anywhere. And you'd see those guys kind of do that if they lost their momentum. They're just wound out, but not going anywhere. And the guy who could flow around the corner. 
made up so much time. And that's where I think it's throttle control. And that's why I learned from Joe Michelle Bale when I was racing against him at Unadilla. I went out and I was, thought I was blistering fast. I thought, okay, I, I came in just to basically get confirmed how fast I was. <laughs> and I go to my mechanic, Brian Lunnis, and I said, how, how's my time? And he goes, you're three seconds off. And I'm like, huh, what? I'm like, no. What's my time? You know, I didn't want, not the rest no, of the field. I, I mean, I didn't know. I don't know how far ahead of everybody. I'm, and he goes, "No, you're three three seconds down to bail." And I was like, well, "How the is he doing that?" So I went on and watched him. And I grew up in Southern California in a supercross style where I use the berm to hit and accelerate. I use that to kind of, you know, seat bounce me off the yeah. corner. And so I use the berm to help me. And Unadilla, I'd go in and it would blow, especially I was 185 pounds on a 250, so it was robbing my horsepower. And I watched Bale get into the berm really early and just really smooth on the gas and carry way more speed. Mm. So I'm going, I gotta learn from this. And, and I think what was happening last night, guys were coming in <clears throat> and having one hard pivot point. They'd either lose the front wheel or lose their back wheel, spin the wheel, instead of coming in or try to be light on the berm, which it's really hard when you're that aggressive and be smooth on the throttle and carry it through. Cause this is the same thing we have to do in trucks. And, and never mind the ruts on those jumps. <clears throat> yeah. uh, Daniel Blair went, did a great job of going down to the track side and showing that. And when they would jump into that one face, you could see their pegs were just grabbing sand every time. <sighs> yeah. Uh, it looked cool for us, but man, that is not fun to ride or easy to ride. And speaking of Daniel Blair, I want to throw a shout out to him because he was the first one to pick it up, pick up how uh, Hunter Lawrence was doing that dragon back a little bit different, clearing the one and carrying it through. Ricky and James picked up on it later in the show, but Daniel Blair, that was a very good pickup, and that's where he was making his time. It was a, it was much quicker. You, your takeoff point's basically lower, so your trajectory's lower. And I wanted to ask you about it because it's sketchy as hell to oh. me. If you were to catch that top one, <laughs> exactly. you're not in a position to you know get back quick enough because you're trying to lift off that third one instead right. of the fourth. With the uh, west surface and everything. So there was a lot. And that's one of the things that, I, that that we want to talk about is the confidence of Hunter Lawrence right now. He he went from a lot of injuries and then he kind of took a back seat to being Jet's brother. Yeah. And being the older brother and those two have, you know, the, 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 the rivalry and all the different stuff. But we're seeing where he should be, not where he's been the past couple of years. So doing things like that, that is a lot of confidence. Because as you said, as you're coming down, you see that peak of that one jump and everybody's aiming for that, like the one big whoop in the middle of the whoop section. He's like, no, I'll get over the top of that. And that's basically a form of scrubbing. You don't have to jump as high. Yeah. I wonder if he did it by accident one time. Oops. And we, hey, that was cool. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do that again. It was incredible. Uh, those boys are technically so proficient. Um, it doesn't surprise me that he picked up something like that and was making up time. So let's start with that, that, uh, the heat races, Hayden Deegan gets his first yes. win. This was a point you wanted to touch on. Obviously people have been watching him. He's the most, got more eyeballs on, on him than any other rookie. Right. And man, is he delivering and, and not just with speed on that heat. I, I kept going, he's going to go down. He's, it was raining. It was getting slick and he was just to the stops with that right. throttle. But he's holding it together. His demeanor on the track during the race is very cool. He's had a couple moments yeah. uh, in the whoops at Houston. He got a little jiggy, and uh, but he's he is by all intents and purposes, man. What an incredible entry into the sport. An unbelievable young man. And and I'm not. I wasn't a fan of the whole. You know, I, I joke around. I call them the Kardashians of motorsports. <clears throat> but I think that lens that is good for him because he's had so many eyeballs on him and, and he's already been through the haters and the people disliking him and stuff like that. And then, but he's got a father who's a rallycross champion, a short course champion, X games, gold medalist, all of stuff. He's got a sister who's crushing it in NASCAR. So 
he just, I'm just, I just need to be part of, I need to be at the top of my show, just like the rest of my family. And what's great about uh, Hayden is that I remember going to, when I was working with uh, Brian in short course truck racing and Haley was starting in the, the smaller cars and stuff, is that he was just a kid just having fun and going doing one-leggers and stuff like that. But how Brian and, and his wife have transformed him into a, a, an unbelievable uh, young rider is <clears throat> blowing my mind. I mean, his technique and his aggression and, he, and his condition looks phenomenal. Yeah, and his corner speed. I haven't seen somebody go through corners as fast as he does in a long time. Um, I, I think it's, you know, there's a, it's very easy to hate the Deegans, right? They have money. They've, they've, they've provided Hayden with every single thing he could possibly want. Right, which is what a father's supposed to do. Right, people get jealous because he has the funds to do it. But at the end of the day, that kid either wants it or he doesn't, and he's showing that he wants this. You right? cannot and give a motocross rider anything. Yeah, I mean, we, you and I have known we we we've been around fathers that are living vicariously through their son, and they're dumping a bunch of money, doing the classes, doing the schools, doing all the different stuff, and they want to be a, they want their kid to be a supercross star. It hurts too much every day hmm. to be at that level. Just the what I call the slow pain, the the cardio work, the weight work, the 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 motos, all the stuff that goes into it. If you don't have that desire and that will, all the yeah. money in the world is not going to buy you into this ranks. Your dad's motivation won't get you through it. it or, it's or got to come from in here, right? Yeah. Um, it, it, it's been incredible to me. I think he's, as you said, he's the hottest rookie yeah. coming into our sport, and it's not even close. Um, you know, Brian and I haven't always gotten along. It, as recently as last year over the whole Loretta's thing, uh, there was some tension. But I'll tell you what, I respect the hell out of what he's done teaching his kids about how hard work. Yes, and he has. And and, and Haley and that <clears throat> is doing so well. And as I said, it's hard. It's hard to be hated. You know, I don't care what anybody says. No one wants to, to have people take shots at you. But you got to look at that. You'll get... 15, oh, that was awesome, RJ. Loved you on writer's meeting. And then one dude goes, you suck, you're bald, you know, or whatever. And it's like, what? Uh, that, you know, it just- That hurts worse than that, the 15 nice the, things. The, I know. the 15. But they they know their mission. They know what they're doing. And you got to give it. Got to give it to the, the Deegan family. They're doing the yeah. right thing. But really, it's a, it, it's a individual sport. And Hayden is here. Yeah. Yeah. He's going to be fun to watch. Uh, the other rookie, let's touch on him real yes. quick. Chance Hymas. Yes. You're impressed with him. Uh, to me, he feels like, sadly for him, he's getting overshadowed by Hayden yes. by quite a bit. But I think his entry in has been great. I think uh, he's got, this is probably right where he should be. He's there for a reason. I mean, Honda, Honda <clears throat> does, just doesn't randomly, oh, let's just grab this guy out of there because whatever. You know, no, he's there for a reason. <clears throat> I think he's, I think, as I said, uh, Hayden has been thrown into the spotlight and to the fame and, the, and all the different stuff. And I don't think, uh, I don't think uh, chance has. And so I think he's a little bit awestruck by the whole, the whole thing of the show and everything that's going on with it. And I don't think he truly, I don't think inside he truly believes he deserves to be there yet. Yeah. I think he deserves to be there, but he doesn't see himself on the podium yet. Yeah. And same with Talon Hawkins. Who's a Husqvarna writer. Great kid. We've, we've had him on the show here. He's a local boy. I think he's still at that younger younger end of it where he's going to have to mature and learn a little bit. And it's going to be a, a more of a progression where Hayden's just come in at a higher level. At but, the mental uh, game. Yeah. Um, so let's get into this this race. Uh, Nate Thrasher got the whole shot on the star racing Yamaha and took off. I thought, oh, good for him. He's he's gone. Yeah. He's got this under control. Um, it was great to see Max Anstey. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about him a little bit too. 
running second. What a great year for him. But Hunter Lawrence, I mean, you know, if you are a logical guy and you're out there running second, you work your way up into second place. The leader's out a bit. It's rainy. There's this really tricky sand section. This is probably why I have zero championships. I would have been like, okay, you know the smart thing to do here. Just don't, don't blow it. Take a second. You know, we're good. We're looking good. Nate's had some bad races. I don't need to beat him. That is not the mentality they have. And he, man, it was impressive the way he dug in and <clears throat> tracked him down. Well, and I, and I think that goes back to, remember, he raced GPs, all right? And GP riders, they don't care about the mud. They have to practice in it. You know, when, when I would go over to Belgium and I was like, I don't want to go ride. It's raining. You know, it's, it's, it's cold. Yeah. I just don't want to do it. I'm used to Southern California. I, I, I never wash my bike. It's dusty all the time. But, and, and I think that's what happened between Thrasher and Lawrence. Thrasher got started thinking about, uh-oh, the race is coming, and he tightened up a little bit. Hmm. Um, and then Hunter was just like, <clears throat> keep charging, find new lines. He went from outside to inside, inside to outside, tried a bunch of different stuff, and was able to pull it off at the end. And, and you and I talked about this. At first, you're like, oh, damn it. You know, Lawrence kind of stuffed him. You got to remember the term before, Thrasher nailed him hard yeah and i've seen hunter lawrence lose his cool quite a bit like when he first came over here and i thought here we go he's just gonna torpedo this kid the next turn came in ultra clean pass didn't didn't rough him up gave, gave him the option thrasher backed off a little bit and hunter pulled it off and how technical was that slide into the turn because it was you know a marginal racing surface he's literally drifting with two wheels yeah. to get in tight enough to make that move and then like you said doesn't even touch him right I was kind of I didn't know how to feel at first not like right. I'm cheering for either one of them I just want good racing but I was kind of like oh he dirtied him in the last turn and I'm like I watched it again I'm like man he didn't even touch him like yeah. that was as clean as you could possibly do it yeah you cannot do anything but have respect for that pass and, and and as I said I think we're seeing a new confidence that we haven't seen out of him. And so now I'm excited. I'm already thinking of the finals when him and his brother get to go at each other. <laughs> yeah, you know, right. they're, they're both such standout guys when it comes to their 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 coast that they're running, East Coast, West Coast. And so now let's see him, let's see him go after it again. Well, it was a fantastic ride. You got to feel for Nate Thrasher. He led that yes. whole thing. Uh, you could see the disappointment on his face. Uh, I, in hindsight, I was just thinking, man, why didn't he just get us over to the inside of Hunter and then check up and let him get outside of him and just run him up to the berm slow. But I think he tried, but he slid. So so when he went all the way inside, no one's been running that line. It's just slippery. And the rain's there, it's just a little gooey. He's like, whoa-oh. And then all of a sudden, you hear him shoot across the inside. It's like, damn it. Right before the yeah. corner. Yeah, easy to say from our couch, right? Oh, why didn't he just cover the inside? Well, anyway, great race. Yes, unbelievable. Uh, Nate, do it again. Keep it up. That was awesome. Max Anstey, let's talk about him real yes. fast. Finished on the on the podium for the second weekend in a row. Honestly, one of the biggest surprises for me. I I, re, I picture Max Anstey as being an outdoor guy, a GP guy, yep. very very good outdoors. Even on the 450 last summer, he's, last couple summers, he's had some great rides. Never a Supercross guy, and I thought that was always his Achilles heel. This guy can't ride Supercross. He's going to struggle over here. Man, I'm eating my words. He has been awesome. Well, and he has, and it's great to see because he's been here for so long. You know, I, he, I coached him on the KTM team when he was a little kid, and then things didn't work out the way he wanted. He, had, he went over to Europe, reestablished re himself, and then came back. And then, you know, last year <clears throat> got hurt on the on the 450. You know, I, I was there at one of the practice tracks and he got knocked out and he had to sit out a couple rounds and stuff like that. Um, it, but now, 
looking at the smile on his face, <clears throat> giving that trophy to his son and everything. Yeah. I think he's in the, in the in the best part of his life, and he's not he's not a spring chicken. No, no. So pretty neat though. How do you not be excited for him <clears throat> when he's just that happy and smiley? It was fun to watch. And, and here's the thing, writers take note of his. He didn't just get up there and do a laundry list of his sponsors. His emotion came out of how happy he was. And share with his family and stuff like that. Yes, you need to thank your sponsors, but don't bore me to tears with the blah, 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 blah. You know, all the different sponsors and stuff like that. That's why you got stickers on your bike and that's why you yeah. do the other stuff. So give me some emotion like Max. Yeah, I, I can't agree with that anymore. Uh, Hayden Deegan was fourth, as we mentioned. Jeremy Martin, quietly into fifth. Um, kind of seems like this is just his spot. You know, his Supercross is not his jam. If he can run top fives, maybe steal a podium here and there and just yeah. be ready to go outdoors. Yeah. I think that's a good season for Jeremy. I, I agree. I, I, I think, as you said, he's not, he's not the most fluid, you know, he's, he's more like a Mark Barnett just yeah. goes hammers hard. So this being a, a harder pack track where it comes from Millville where he's used to, he's better than softer tracks. Um, I think we might see great things out of him at Daytona, yeah. but right now he's struggling just a little bit. Uh, Tom Vial, I want to ask your opinion on him. I've been impressed. He led some laps at Houston, Silly little tip over, uh, which was the weirdest place I would have expected him to go down. Uh, but he's 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 putting in good finishes to me. And we've had people say this. Langston said, if he gets through Supercross healthy, he's your outdoor title uh, winner. And I thought, wow, really? And he says, yeah, I, that's that's his opinion. Um, how, hard to argue that a two-time world champ can't come over here and be competitive right away outdoors. Yes. So um, I think, though, for Supercross, I've been really – impressed by what I've seen. He's not out of control. He's not overriding the tracks. Very smooth, good timing. I think it's just getting some racecraft and experience with it, which he's getting. If he can just stay healthy, keep putting in these solid top tens anywhere from third to fifth, sixth, I think that's good for him. Well, and he, obviously he's comfortable being on the world stage, but when you go from motocross to supercross, you feel the crowd. Mm -hmm. And and for him coming from France, knowing about Jean-Michel Bale and hearing the booze for Ferrandez and all the different stuff, that plays a little bit, you know, in, into your head. <clears throat> so I think the technique with the slower speeds and not hanging off the back and the bike setup and stuff, I think he's going to get faster and faster. <clears throat> and I think we're going to see him win some super crosses. Yeah, it's coming. That's for sure. Michael Moseman, rough year for him. He was seventh tonight. Yeah. This is not the way he needed to start his season. He's always had the speed. Crashes have always hindered him, and they're continuing continuing to do so. Um, I think Moseman just needs to work on his racecraft a little bit. When when uh, when you got to listen. If a guy's coming inside of you, you got to give it up. I mean, when there's here comes the wall and nothing there, and he he hesitated too late. Mm -hmm. He should have he should have broken harder, in my opinion. <clears throat> Either and let the let the place go by and get another shot, or break early and then surrender the position. When yeah. somebody's got you in that spot, let go of it for now. Last lap, let her eat. Yeah, I, I agree with you. It was a, a kind of a indecisive half-hearted move that he had and it, it cost him either yeah. check up or or cut in and block it yeah right? give it up or, or, or go for it hymas was eighth we talked about him <clears throat> solid ride for him jason and nine that was a good ride for him and hardy munoz finishing in the top 10 uh this championship is is still obviously all hunter lawrence's but to me the interesting part is going to be, be to watch all these other storylines can thrasher come back and, and redeem himself from that yes. one because he deserves another shot he, i think he will uh, one guy we didn't mention, Jordan Smith. I had him as a title contender early on. Right. He is as fast as anybody, but he's always been plagued with crashes. He's tough. He was one of the guys that stuffed the front end in that sand. Yeah. I don't know what happened late in the race. He just disappeared, ended up 15th. Yeah. Uh, but, man, not not what he was hoping for. But, again, we talk about 
a zebra not being able to change his stripes. He's kind of doing what he's always done. Well, just go from black, being the black stripe guy to the white stripe guy. <laughs> Same yeah. stripes. Yeah. Just, just look at the other thing. But I want to throw it out to uh, Jeremy Coker and the whole Star Yamaha team. All three of those bikes up front, fast, all night long. Yeah, the Star Yamaha team has been crushing it, uh, both classes, mm -hmm. which is something I don't know that we've seen that out of any satellite team before where they're winning both classes, titles and everything. So impressive. Uh, let's jump over to the 450 class again. Um, I think for me, one of the things that I was watching all day long during timing and scoring, heat race, and even after the heat race, I went, okay, Tomac's not looking good. He hasn't looked good all day, but he showed up last weekend in the main. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm not going to write him off. And then I'll be down if he didn't just ride around in fifth all night. Well, I, He looked tentative. He looked hesitant. It did not look like Eli we've seen all year. But, but the whole pre-show, I mean, everything was about beating Ricky's record. He beat James's record. He beat my record ages ago. You know what I mean? Um, and, and, and I don't think he can catch Jeremy. I don't think that's humanly possible. Um, but there was too, so much hype on that. And then, then I watched him in the heat, before the heat race, just watching out and the look on his face with that rain. What's going on out there? How bad is it? This and that. Because mm. he got a good start, but he just, he, he didn't find his groove. Mm. Yeah, it was interesting to me. <clears throat> I, I, and I haven't heard a word from him about yeah. what, what was going on. He's been pretty quiet about it. Hopefully it's not an injury from the week or something he's trying to hide. We'll just have to wait and see. Yeah. But it could have been that pressure you're talking about. Um, is it maybe the setup on that bike works good when it's good traction, but maybe as it gets a little greasier, it doesn't? I don't know. I have well, no idea. And here's the other thing. And we're kind of, this many races in, people start talking championship already. We're not even close, no. guys. Did yeah. you let that let that shit go? Yeah. He, he just has to go. I'm just going to be the fastest guy on the track every lap. And that, that, that was the way Lannis would beat my head. He goes, if you get the whole shot and you lead every lap, the championships fall into place. Don't start thinking. And, yeah. I, and I've done it. Everyone's done it. You get five races in, you're like, all right, man, I got my groove on. I'm going to do this, do that. Then all of a sudden, you have a bad race. And then... Once again, just like that one insult on Instagram, one bad race, everyone's like, oh, well, maybe he's, maybe he's lost it. No, <laughs> yeah, yeah, riders, yeah. riders don't lose it in a week. Drivers yeah. don't lose it in a week. Shit happens, and yeah. it, 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 was, it was a bad day for Eli. But look at that. I mean, top five. I always said on your worst day, if you're top five, it's a good day yeah. rather than being 15th. He managed the, <clears throat> the disappointment, that's for sure. And I, I think that the mental side of it, we're talking about a championship and, and how you can get into your head a little bit on that. But even a, in a, a single race, that's, in my opinion, what happened to Chase Sexton. And, it, and it's been an issue. They talked about it on the broadcast. Those last five laps, he gets in his head a little bit too much. You, I think you mentioned yeah. maybe counting checks. Or counting money. Counting money. <laughs> I don't, you know, whatever his distraction is, he's got to figure out how to just stay in the moment. Right. And I, I think... When, when I had that problem, I started doing, there was, a, there was a thing way back in the day called the raw method, relax and win and this subconscious and, and, you know, kind of get yourself going and listen to it. And then I worked with a, a, a chiropractor named Patrick Stark and he would walk me through. And so he would walk me through a race. And so then I had my own version of it. I couldn't do the whole race because I'm too, too scatterbrained. I was all over the place, but I could sit there in my box van, not fall asleep because I don't want to do that, but I could go into like, like kind of, kind of a self-hypnosis. Picture the perfect start. Because if I if I told you to close your eyes, you know when you get that perfect gate. Yeah. And you know how that feeling is when you feel everybody rushing behind you. You know what it feels like when you come around that first turn and there's nobody there. So then what I would do is I would visualize that lap. But when I came around, I would visualize what it felt like to be leading a race and see the white flag and that feeling. That's, mm. that's really the best lap of a race when you're winning. Check your flag, it's over. But when you get that white flag and 
you're doing your one-legger or your peace sign or whatever you think you're doing is where it's all about. And then the crowd is doing their thing and you're waving at them and you're doing your deal. And so I would visualize all of that because I could see your, your your temperament change just by us talking about it. And so I would feel all that and then I would feel what it was like to cross the finish line. And then I would feel what it was like to get embraced from my mechanic and <coughs> high five from Roger DeCoster and this and that. Yeah. I, I would feel all of that. And then I would go into the race with a much more positive feel, a lot like a song. You hear a song that reminds you of a girlfriend in junior high and it makes you sad and dopey and blah, blah, blah. I'm not gonna listen to country West, country Western music because it's gonna bring me down. I'm gonna listen to something that brings me up. Yeah. And I think that's what, it's in Sexton's head because I think he's the most talented rider out there. Right now, when it comes to speed and looking good. Well, he's showing that. He's, he's fastest qualifier every time. <clears throat> he's winning his heats by a long ways. Yes. It's that it's something inside, and you know his fitness is there. He yeah. went toe to toe with Tomac all summer long. It, he doesn't have a fitness issue. It's upstairs, and it's interesting you talked about visualization because uh, we have a, a coach at Elevate Action Sports, ElevateActionSports.com. Go check it out. Um, who who talks about yes. that side of racing and visualization in particular? Um, and I always say, yeah, you know, I, I do that, and sometimes my head will take me down a path where like, oh, I hit the whoops weird and crashed. And she goes, yes, that happens. This, that is part mm -hmm. of why you need to practice because your, your head will naturally go to all of these offshoots of what could go wrong. You need to draw it back in and keep, keep refocusing on have it being perfect. And she said, the more detail and texture you can give it, the better. What is, what are the, like in our day, what do the hay bales smell like with the dirt? What are sounds you what hear does the tractors? Feel, I'm going to ask you right now, what does it feel like to stand on that podium with that metal grate under your feet? You can feel it yeah. tingle your feet right now. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's, that's the depth that, that they're talking about. And, and I was fortunate enough to have somebody teach that to me, but it was my technique because I didn't have them with me at every race was a two lap scenario because I'm so ADD and like, it's know, hard. I need a sandwich. Uh oh, I'm going to go in here. Or you visualize something bad. You visualize tucking the yeah. front wheel. So I would go erp, rewind. Yep. Let's start over. I'm on the gate. <clears throat> I get down. I feel that whop. I feel that jump. I feel hitting the gears just right going through. So I've done it with people and I, and I will talk them through that. And you sit there and you watch them with their eyes closed like this. You know, they got a grin on their face because they're, they're feeling it. And yeah. that's what you have to get. This is a long story about Chase Sexton, but it's, it's a mental glitch somewhere for mm -hmm. him not seeing himself to the finish. And we've seen that with Adam Cincerello as well, which we're going to talk about him in a little bit is you got, you, you don't want to foresee the, the, the future and go, Oh, I, you know, I got to count money. But when you, but before the race in your quiet time, you need to see it. Yeah. You need to see yourself on that podium. You need to see yourself doing it. Everyone's like, oh, it's it's voodoo shit. No, it's not. I would rather go into a race feeling happy about something positive than going, well, I crashed twice in practice. I mean, yeah. you know, Hayden Deagle landed right on his head. He don't give a shit. He, that, that's past him. Yeah. Well, they say in, any thoughts, positive or negative, for 17 consecutive seconds will kind of spin off into more positive thoughts or more negative thoughts. Absolutely. It's Your mind is that powerful. And... uh to your point, when we're talking about visualization and you can add all of those details and texture and really get into it, it's almost as effective as actually doing it. Yep. That's what they, these studies have found. So incredible. And I would say if Chase could just in his head, go to those last five laps and ride them out perfectly, no mistakes, see that white flag, one more lap, get the checkered flag, see himself finishing it. Yeah. Maybe that's just the little bit that he needs or, or get rid of the like i did get rid of the crap in the middle that's going to bottle you up just do one and one and the last one start white flag checkered flag all that stuff in the middle there's two like i tried it i tried to do 
I tried to do 20 laps. I got about a lap and a half and I'm just like, I'm all over the place. <laughs> 20 minutes is a, hard, a long time. <laughs> no, it ain't going to happen. Um, Anyways, back, back to the, back <clears> the section. <throat> Phenomenal. Doing everything right. Bike looks good. Everything. It's very, um, you know, I think a good match, him and that bike. But I have to give it to James Stewart. He called it on the whoops. Chase's knees are a little bit wide. He should have been tighter on, the, on that. And so what happened? As it gets one way, the bike zigs one way, then zigs back the other way. And it was a combination and he went down. Yeah, I did see that. I did notice uh, when James called that, you know, having his knees and feet tight to the bike, you did see some some daylight between yes. it. And also, and he even mentioned this himself, having the awareness as the track breaks down to go, okay, this isn't, I need to move lines, right? And that takes some confidence, right? Because you're like, I know this line. If I go right over to the, what's it going to be like? I don't want to make a mistake. But Cooper made those changes. Coop, Cooper, right, Cooper but- you know, getting out of the main lines, doubling that thing out of the turn, making those adjustments, going down the right side of the whoops, and it paid off for him. But Cooper made the same mistake, same exact line. The, the right, and then fixed it. And then fi- Exactly, yeah. and then fixed it. But he, he, it was the same line, that was, that, that was the lower one. Everybody tends to their eyes go to the lower line, but it got saddled and then you got off to the edge and it got, it got Cooper, but Cooper's smaller. So when that, when that combination of the bike and, and the rider get jig one way or the other, it's not, it's not so mm-hmm. top heavy. Mm-hmm. And that's what, that's what got Chase. And, Hey, it happens to everybody. But I think James had a great call saying if he would have been a little tighter, would it have stopped it? Maybe it, it wouldn't have stopped the, the moving around, but I think it would have stopped the, the, the hard turn and crash. Yeah, I think you're right. He could <clears throat> maybe did, did what Cooper did. Um, what do you, t- talk about Cooper Webb really quickly because he's been good this season. It was kind of, we've seen flashes of him chasing Eli down and, and being really strong. And you just saw all day in that main event, not even during the heats. He said he struggled during the heats, but in that main event, you just saw him right away like, ooh, he's like a dog on a bone here. He's not going to let this go. Well, like the chalkboard said, welcome back. Yeah. Well, what's that about? Welcome back, Paul. I, I didn't I know what Paul is, Who's so if Paul? someone can let, can let Ping know who Paul is, but maybe Paul's his alter ego yeah, or sure. something like that. But I saw that, but but it, we, we're seeing it again. We're seeing a look in his face. He's back with Eldon Baker. They're, you know, they're, they're, the training is going well. He looks phenomenal at the end of the race. And he's using he uses his size and everything uh, to his advantage. And I think Cooper has some of the best race craft that we have yeah. out there of, of, of anybody. And I think uh, Section is maybe a little bit more talented when it comes to riding. But, and then I think Eli has that. But when I think when it comes to just sheer race craft, uh, look out. Yeah. Because he's there. And he's only four points down. I agree. And mental toughness. I mean, this guy, when he, when he wants it, he's coming after you. He's not going to quit. You, like you talk about that white flag. If you've got Cooper Webb right on your butt, you're not enjoying that white flag. That no, is going to be the hardest lap of the night. He's coming at you. But, but think about this. Being the king, being the Supercross champion, and then having a year where you don't win. Mm. And, and, and people are writing you off. I mean, our sport is the most brutal when it comes to you have one bad weekend or, or – God forbid, it's over. a year. Yeah. It's just like, oh, we gotta find it. We gotta find a new kid. Yeah. And uh, for him to come back and look the way he did, kudos, uh, Coop. You look phenomenal. Yeah, I think in our sport, it's here today, gone today. Yes, exactly. So, <laughs> um, I will say this: I'm curious to see what this does for his confidence. To your point, 21 races he went without a win. Right. He went through some hard times, and man, he's so mentally strong. Anyway, now you've just proven, okay, I'm, I'm, I I'm can back. do it. 
I, I, it's a little scary. And Eli's probably going, crap, now I got two of them. And well, there's those three guys. You can see where this is headed. Those three guys are going to do battle. And we want that. And, and I was part of, with with Ricky at Suzuki, off to the side, basically. It was one race that we kind of talked and stuff like that. But when it was Ricky, Chad, and James, and the three of them, mm. and it's like, everyone's like, it was a terrible race. I mean, these guys were within a tenth of a, like, literally three-tenths of a second, so they couldn't hit each other. But they were so fast and just a, it was just perfection. And I was sitting up there with Jeremy McGrath, and we were just had our in awe. Yeah. Because you typically see one rider do that, or sometimes you see two. But when you see three champions going for at the last race in Las Vegas, putting in laps like that, it was unbelievable. And yeah. we could see that this year. Yeah, we've got three guys at that level, which is really cool. Uh, Aaron Plessinger, uh, he has been on these last couple yes. of weekends, and I love seeing it. If you don't like Aaron Plessinger, I don't know what's wrong with you. I mean, this guy's just he's. He's happy. He's friendly. He's fun to watch. The mullet's flying, um, <laughs> and he's been riding really well. Absolutely, I was really impressed. And I put it in my notes when he got behind Tomac. I said needs to go to school. And I don't know if he heard me. It was because it was a day before when it, when the race happened. But he did. He went to yeah. school past Tomac and and pulled away. And so that's. That's got to be so much for your confidence. Even if somebody's having a bad day, when you pass the guy who's the number one and yeah. everybody's toting his, all the different stuff, that's something good for you. And uh, and also he's working with Cooper Webb down at the the Baker factory, so he's got now he's got that he's got that during the week to help him as well. Yeah, and I think he'll excel uh, even more now that we're back east. He likes it rutted. Yeah, he loves the mud. Yep. Uh, so as these tracks get more like that, I think we're going to see more of him. Uh, Roxon finished fourth on the night kind of quietly back there. I'm anxious to see if he's going to taper off and uh, make his way to the back like he has in past years, or if he'll be able to hang on to this pace. He's not quite at the leader's pace, but he's in, you know, solidly in that third to sixth. I was honestly um, quite impressed. You know, I mean, I, th I think that I'm hoping that Suzuki gets motivated and comes back into the game. That That's what we all want. Um, not that they're going to make these dramatic changes they can't you know they can't give them a work spike but i'm hoping that they get behind them they find some more stuff maybe bring the power a little bit better suspension a little bit better whatever they whatever they can do but quite impressed with with kenny i, th I felt he did good it's solid solid riding fourth tomac fifth jason anderson i want to mention this i feel like this guy clearly has the speed to win he's a former champion he's got the ability i, I feel like he's trying too hard to prove something he's getting caught up in petty little bullshit like this stuff with barsha it's costing him. It's cost him now a couple weeks in a row, drama, and now he took himself out. Man, just focus on riding. Yeah, and and that's when, as I said, when I, before that I coached Jason when he was on Suzuki's, uh, on mini bikes, and he would just go out and just go so fast. And I'm like, you don't have to pass every, because he was a big kid when it came to mini bikes. So at Loretta's, you know how long that start is. I'm like, you're not going to get the whole shot. Absolutely. Let's not go there. Let's go to the outside. I've told the story before. Let's go f further towards the outside. So when everybody gets bundled in, you can come around. If you're in top 10, pass one or two guys a lap, it's going to give you a three lap cushion at the end and you'll be fine. But he would, at first he would go out and try to pass everybody on the first lap and, and he would get into a scuffle or this or that because he is a little bit of an emotional guy mm. and and but <clears throat> when it comes to talent and speed i think i think he's the fastest yes the shirt's hanging off the the feet are off the pegs when it comes to sheer speed nobody's nobody's there except except sexton who, who went so fast in the heat race he had he did an extra lap yeah, and this is actually funny. If, if anyone really knows the rule book, because we <laughs> looked it up, Rick asked me, how do they decide who gets first pick in the main event? And then you said. 
Well, I said, oh, it's the fastest heat race time, when which I is saw- what it's always <laughs> been, right? Your, your, your fastest overall heat race time gets first pick on the main. Because it was eight laps. But now it's timed six laps or, or six minutes plus a lap. So yeah. you said, so it's just their last lap. And I went, oh, uh, I don't know. So, so I so- called Lee Diffie. <clears throat> he called Ricky Carmichael. Um, you called Fro. <laughs> Nobody knew. I called Lars from, from Honda. And he said, well, because there was concern. Because his his heat was longer because he got an extra lap yeah. in. So what they're what they're doing, we don't know, is that they're saying that they check your average lap time, and if it's faster throughout for, throughout that your that time part, it's not just the last yeah. lap. So that makes sense. Yeah, interesting though that like let's say you if you were Chase Sexton, you you were so fast during your six minutes that you got you got to the line before it ran out of time. You did an extra he lap, did. and you screwed that last lap up. Does that affect your overall time now to where yes, you were slower? Absolutely, it does. It's a weird, it's a weird uh, situation. If anyone has clarity on this, I even called my buddy at Can AMA Pro Racing. We just go back to laps. It's really not that <laughs> difficult. Just go seven, eight laps, whatever it is. Just, just pick. at least for the heat. For the heat race, that way they can clarify this conversation. But if someone from the AMA knows, let us know. Yeah. Anyway, right. interesting conversation. Uh, Anderson, though, I, I would like to, he's going to win races this year. Absolutely. It doesn't, Absolutely. That's coming. But man, he's almost taken himself out of this title contention already. I know. With, with silly little mistakes. He did it last year with Malcolm Stewart a couple times. Yeah. He's got to just, like you said, if, if it's too much emotion, he's got to find a way to just stay focused on himself. Once again, at this level. Fight him in the pits afterwards if you want. You know? No, they're all, they're all their supercross tracks are in the same neighborhood. Just go park outside the gate, <laughs> outside the fence at their supercross track, and say, "Let's fight and get it out, get it out of our system because we're both losing money here." Hey, uh, one more guy <laughs> I want to talk about: Justin Cooper, seventh again. Yes, this I don't know that people understand how hard it is to come into a series, any series, midstream. He missed the first four rounds, three rounds, and just jumps in and gets two top tens in a row in the premier class. His first two ever. Well, that is really impressive to me. Well, that and two other things. He's little. So a little guy on a 450 is a completely different dynamic of wanting to rip your arms off as you come off. And also that foot injury that John uh, Terragrosa put back together, you got that too. So he's got an ankle that doesn't quite work quite yeah. right. So he's dealing with some other issues other than coming in halfway through the season. I agree with you. The, the train has already left and you're trying to jump in or it's like double dutch. Yeah. I, I don't know the, I don't know the song, you know? Yeah. I, I've been blown away. And when somebody comes by him, that's a little quicker, he doesn't get frantic. He doesn't make some irrational move trying to keep, he lets him go. He toes in. And at the end of these races, he's coming out with two seventh place finishes. I'm just going, this is, Man, if factories aren't looking at him hard right now, yeah, they should be. Well, the, and they would, they will be. And, but because that's, once you get to 450, it, it it's a different game. And we're going to talk about, you know, we saw Barsha in eighth and also Savachi ninth, but C- Christian Craig, and they were talking about that on the show is that <clears throat> we're not seeing the confidence out of him. But when you go from the, the lights clash of the 250 class to the 450, you know, you're at the top. There is no other place to go that yeah. you're racing the best guys in the world. And so when you're in the, when you're in the, the East or West coast and the lights division, it's one thing you got, well, he's over there and I'm over here, but those guys are better. So I'm, I'm still the, the under undercard. Yeah. When you get to the 450 main event, you, if you win, you are considered one of the best in the world, in the world, anywhere in the universe right now. Hmm. And so, so for him, I think he just has to just get that one deal. Cause I know he's so talented. I mean, he's just unbelievably talented. He just has to get that confidence 
he just he needs a lucky break. He yeah. you know, like like Doug a good Henry, start. Just a Doug Henry and John Down win in the mud. Next thing you know, boom, they come yeah. alive. Yeah, it's crazy like that. If it, Christian, the speed we saw out of him last year, and we've seen on a four fifty from time to time. There's no question it's there. It, it's in his DNA. Yeah, I mean, we've seen how fast his dad went. Yes, he just if he can get it together upstairs, he's a player. Yeah, and, and I, I this year I actually predicted he would be our a sleeper, like a guy who was up on the box occasionally and really pushing. I'm still not giving up on that. I think that once he gets it together between the years, he's got that. So what's the common thread? Mental game, mm. completely. I, th I think Eli had was just having a, having a bad day. He didn't look physically bad. He wasn't like I can't tell. You don't you don't know if, if he had an injury or whatever. But if we, you look at Sexton, you look at Craig, you look at Anderson, you look at these all these different people, and, and it's the mental. It's yeah. that that's yeah. the key. Isn't that interesting? And we don't, I would say it's the one thing we probably pay the least amount of attention to. Absolutely. Isn't that crazy? Um, I do want to give a shout out to Savachi. Top Absolutely. 10 every single main event. Really impressive uh, on this uh, Rick Ware, Kawasaki, privateer bike. Pro Circuit's been building for him. Well, and, and, he, and he fell down and he came back. I mean, it wasn't like, well, he, he started in third and no, settled there. No. He fought his way back. So really proud of him. And, and I think that, I think we could see him on a podium. I, 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 I don't think that's out of the realm. Well, it, I'm, I'm just glad to see him doing well. It stinks that he kind of fell into no man's land there with a the ride. So uh, anything else in your notes you want to touch on? So far, like I said, this was an incredible race. It's setting up a lot of things for next weekend in Oakland. We'll have a site lap show coming up. Uh, so get ready for that. That'll be out Wednesday. Shout out to Dean Dean Wilson. Dean Wilson. I, I think that with you know with the with the foot peg injury and all the different stuff and him kind of saying this is gonna my this is kind of like my last year and stuff like that I really felt he charged now the the main event results didn't show it but he was up there and passing and doing a lot of stuff so it's great to see Dino back in back in the mix I will say this uh, that that includes Dean Wilson um, lappers I was screaming at my TV last night <laughs> like get out of the way I mean we this they tell you this in riders meeting you see a blue flag. It means there's a race going on and you're not in it. Yeah. Like there was guys getting lapped on the second and third lap. Yeah. And holding a line and, and block, making these leaders have to get out of the race line. Dude, pull off. Get out of the way or pull off. Like, what are you doing? And yeah. I saw Dean, good heads up. This is an Season experienced guy. Saw him coming. He was way out of the way. I was like, oh, thank you, Dean. Like, that's how you handle that situation. Uh, man. Well, and those guys, those guys are fighting for their way. You know, they, everyone talking, you know, the, the, the guy, the creator of the show, David Bailey, you know, our race at Anaheim, we lapped everybody but third place. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. Johnny O'Meara is the only person that we didn't, we didn't lap. Well, I thought they came around, they lapped uh, Cincerello at one point. He had, he had some troubles on the yeah. night of the crash and I'm like, okay, he's fighting for ninth. I get it. If he's not just like pulling over and slowing down, but it, you've literally, if you've gone down or you're being lapped on the second lap. Yeah, that, that's just a, get the hell out of that's the way. a different story. But when yeah. he gets those late, later laps, it's like, screw you! I'm fighting for my first yeah. top ten. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I <laughs> I'm going to give it all. I, I do get that, <laughs> and I'm not talking about those guys because there's there's uh, there's money and points on the line for that, and Absolutely. you're you're fighting for your job. Yes. If you're in 22nd and you know rolling around, just get the hell out of the way. Yeah. That's all I want to say. Hey, uh, first of all, thank you very much. Always I always love your insight, RJ. It's uh, it's it's so good, and and uh, you've been there and done that. So it comes from a place that's. Got a lot of credibility. Well, thank you. Um, thank you guys for watching. We appreciate it. Stay tuned. Every week we are back here with a new riders meeting Monday morning. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next time.